Music Show. Today we have on Steve Riley from Riley's Guns. How are you? I'm doing good, Sean. How are you doing, brother? Good, good. I'm glad we could talk. Um, I've talked to Kelly a few times, but I've yet to have a chance to speak with you, so I'm glad we could talk about this and um, talk about the Dark Horse album. Uh, I've heard two songs, yeah. like most people. Actually, well, one I've heard one one without the Overdrive song, but I just heard mm-hmm. Rewind, and uh, pretty freaking awesome. Great. I'm glad you got to hear it. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was good. I got it yesterday, and um, I like it. It's it's really interesting, the sound that you guys have. It's It has the, obviously, the Ellie Guns feel, the early feel. I really like it because, the same to Kelly, it feels like every song has, like, a the, the not even just the chorus, but the melody has, like, like you can have a couple different songs in it, which is a lot of very catchy parts of all the songs. You know, it's not like you're waiting for the big chorus every time. Right, um, right, exactly. And, and to me, that's, that's really fantastic. Songwriting for this album, what were you guys doing? Were you guys doing, um, and I know you like to go back for other older songs, too. <laughs> yeah, you know, you I mean, for this? I just think that, you know, it's great that, that we have uh, four guys in the band that are writers, that they have uh, their own songs that they're sitting on or songs that they bring in on their own. And obviously, we finish them in the studio, but we really have four true writers that that write on their own, and uh, that's what happened with this album and with Renegades. And Dark Horse was a pleasure to make again because uh, we had four guys bring in material, and we sifted through it. We ended up with a lot of songs, Sean, but you know, obviously, we cut it down to ten songs that we really wanted to put on an album, and. Um, yeah. This new single, Rewind, is a song that the singer, Kurt Froelich, brought in. And he had written it a while ago. And uh, he had demoed it out and had it in his catalog of songs that he's written. And when I heard it, I just thought it was a great song. And uh, I, I really, really was adamant that we had to put this song on the album. I'm so glad we did. I think it turned out great. It has so many L.A. Guns elements to it, but it also has a nice new feel to it, too. And uh, and uh, I'm just really happy with the way it turned out. The whole band is, and we're real excited about everybody hearing it. I agree. I actually think, you know, I heard it. I did, I did, it had L.A. Guns to it, but it also has a very, it does have a very modern, I hate the, I hate the terms, modern rock, but it has, it has um, a current rock feel also. It doesn't feel like it's got a date on it. You heard it. You didn't know the timeline. Exactly. Yeah, I agree. And totally. I'm glad he gets to um, showcase some of his songwriting skills too, because he's a fantastic uh, singer and songwriter himself. I mean, absolutely. It, it, you know, I, you, 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 between you and Kelly, I'm sorry, you guys are fantastic. But the two other guys you got, they 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 deserve this this time. Oh, totally. I totally agree with you. And uh, the, I couldn't have been happier that that we chose to get Scott Griffin on guitar and Kurt Folick on vocals because uh, Kelly and I already have a great chemistry as a rhythm section and as songwriters together. And um, in the old days, in the 80s, all five of us wrote back then, too. Somebody would bring in a gist of a song, and then the band would finish it off in the pre-production studio, and people would have different ideas on how to get in and out of the song, maybe put a bridge in there, how to put... uh, how to line up the verses and the choruses. And so everybody finishes stuff off together. That's why we share songwriting credits. 
And uh, we have um, two guys with Scott Griffin and Kurt Fuller that are really great, prolific writers. And uh, we're doing one of the songs off the album, Somebody Save Me. I can't wait for people to hear it when it comes out in May. And it's a real showpiece that you can do live. And Scotty Griffin brought that in, and he, he does a great violin bow thing on it. And it's just uh, we're having a lot of fun with this, Sean, and that's the, the basis for why we're doing this right now. We just want to have a lot of fun writing songs, recording them, going out and playing some casinos and fairs and, and uh, some sheds with some other big bands, some really nice shows, and just have fun with this thing. And uh, and that that's what we're doing right now, you know, and uh, we're really excited about this album, Dark Horse. I, I think it's great. I think it's great that things are shaken out. Obviously, things are ugly at first. But what was really great is being a longtime fan of the band, and, and even over the years from the albums. What I think I really enjoy about this is it feels, and I, I think that was what was missing in the past. It feels like I was going through songwriting, like who's sharing what, you guys are a team again. And I think somewhere along the middle, once the original lineup of you guys broke up, it didn't become that. And it became more like solo stuff with other musicians. And I think, yeah. to me, I think I was missing that. I think that's what I felt was missing. Like, it was still LA Guns, but it wasn't the same anymore, you know? Yeah. The layers. It's very important. Yeah, it's very important to have that input from everybody in the band. I always thought that right from the very beginning when L.A. Guns came out with the first album to right now, I always felt like it was so important to not only share the songwriting credits so everybody, if something was a success, everybody would make money and get ahead together on an even plane. But I also thought that the input from each person, I mean, why would we want to play with each other if you didn't really want that input from each person? Whether it's the drummer, the bass player, the guitar player, it doesn't matter. As long as everybody gets a chance to put their input into that song and at least try it out, I think that's a, such an important thing with the band. And that's where we're at right now. And that's part of the fun part of it, too. If we're going to do this at our age and, and, and record and tour, then let's have fun with it. Let's take all of the drama out of it and get back to, you know, getting in that pre-production studio and and taking everybody's piece of their uh, ideas and see what we could do with them, weave them together and see if we can make something come out of it. And uh, that's where we're at right now. We're having a lot of fun doing this. And, and it shows. And it, and it should always been like that. I mean, I'm glad you guys have gotten past it. I'm glad you guys have also taken the high road and there's been no comment but as a fan I've appreciated that and it's actually really yeah. made a difference in, in, in where I've gone with my views of listening to music in fact but, but the albums though are, are just stellar in, in the fact that um, the writing is so much better because everyone's involved and everyone has a stake in it like emotionally it's like it matters and I think for a while I think what happened is before it was like <laughs> pardon the pun or it is a pun the gun, you know they were hired guns the extra guys and they're capable musicians and I'm not I'm not I don't flag anybody. But I think it was different. I think I think it's back to being the, the 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 creative process is, is the team and not you know, I'm sure because for you the manager and bless you for doing the managing of all those years. I don't know how you did it of any band. <laughs> sure, yeah, right. Eighties and nineties. It's you know, I know yeah. it was a thankless job. 
Um, you get a lot on your shoulders um, to do that. Well, I, I talk, yeah, I, yeah. Go ahead. I'm so sorry. No, I was gonna say. Obviously, I was gonna say Kelly. Speaking to him, he's saying, "Yeah, man, you had so much on your shoulders." <laughs> oh man, I tell you what. And right now, I got it made in a situation where we have a great management with Eric Baker from Primary Wave, and we have a great uh, agent with Sullivan Big, and you know we have a really nice machine built around us, and uh, I'm producing the records right now. And Kelly's doing all of the artwork. We're all writing and contributing to the songs. So it's a real nice feel right now. Everybody feels like they're contributing in some sort of way. And that's a, that's a healthy thing to have in a band. Well, totally. I mean, this should have been happening all along. It should have been a both band, but it feels like... Um, <laughs> you know, all right. And we, and we have... Not, and, you know, Sean, I tell you, we really have nothing bad to say about anybody. The old bandmates... Even if they mouth off on the pre in the press about us and say some shit about us, we really have nothing bad to say. We just never wanted to go there. We we think that it's so unnecessary. And I we had such a good time in the old days with everybody we played with that there's really nothing bad to say about anybody. And you really really have to go reaching to say some low stuff about people when you know that you've played with them you've put out some good material you've done some great tours you've had some nice success and there's just no need to go into that high school thing of he said she said and uh you know like i said i'm really proud of me and kelly we never went there and we won't go there we just Really don't have anything no, bad to say about anybody. Well, yeah, you're adult. So, you're adult. And, and, and you know, I, like I, I went back and in, in research, researching this a little more. Like I was talking to Kelly, I, I did going back at some other videos, um, and just watching the energy. Like when Kelly jumped on stage a couple times, you know, when he was in the band, but he came up in jams. But watching you guys, the energy of you guys click. It was so different. Yep. But then watching how you've been with Phil for so long and everything, and all these other guys, and different types of Tracy, now all these different incarnations of the band. And you guys did so much together. And, and to flag anybody for their, for their talent, what I'm like, ridiculous. You guys all are very good, but you don't, you know, the other people don't need to be saying anything because you're just not, you know, if you're not working together, you're just not working together, you know? Absolutely. Yes, I mean, you, it's so yes true. Perform if everybody did that all the time. <laughs> you know? Yeah, no, it's true. And it's like, you know, of course, you know, you're like a family and you're going to have squabbles. And if you're together that much for that long of a period, yeah, there's going to be arguments here and there, but there's no need to put anybody down because I think that everybody I've played with, from the people in Steppenwolf to Kill to Wasp, L.A. Guns, I got nothing but good things to say about all those people. I had a great time playing with all of them, and I enjoyed the success that came with each one of them, and I'm pretty much friends with everybody that I used to play with in all of those bands I mean I have great relationships with everybody it's just recently that you know the other LA Guns they came after us in the press and we didn't understand it and but we also know that there's no way we're going to go there it just doesn't look good I know the fans don't like it the fans don't like it one bit and so you know we only look good by not dipping down like that and going there. 
Right. And even you have to win. And, and I think what's happening, even on my page, um, as funny as it thinks, Kelly, I have a, I had a video of the, the Mohegan show, right? Fantastic right. show. And people are digging it. A lot of people couldn't make the show. You guys don't play a lot of shows right now. So people are loving it. They're like, I couldn't make it. And every time they get a comment, they're like, it's not the original band. And I'm like, first off, um, Riley's been in the band longer than anybody. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I, re- I really have. You've been on more albums than anybody. So like, consistently, to say that is just kind of silly. If you have a favorite lineup or a certain, of a certain band, that's fine. But you are sort of the original lineup. And it's funny because like, you hear these stories, and I had um, Mike on, your old road manager, Mike C. on. He was talking about you know, how silly it was that Tracy was going to leave the band over you know, Battle of Jane. So these stories are coming out, and a couple other stories like that, that kind of not support, but it shows how the other dynamics of the other band was early on. Right, Amazing. right. I actually, actually come up on my page actually in clips because it shows that it's not just that. Well, this you know the same you know you guys getting flags is really fair. Um, yeah, I do have a question yeah. for you though. Um, being sure. a long-time fan, I know bands do a lot of re-recording because you guys get screwed over like by labels and um, copyright and stuff. Some of the recordings so, you did, though, you guys changed some of the, some of the, the, the vocal, like still actually re-sang different ways. Is there a reason for that? You know what I'm talking about? The, the greatest hits one you guys did. Yeah, 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 absolutely. And and I just think that you know, uh, if you have material that fans are familiar with, and you re-record it, I really think that like one of the only things that is necessary is to maybe get a clearer production on it, maybe beef right. it up here and there. But I don't think change. I don't think you want to change really that much to a song that people are familiar with. And so you know, I think it's really important that you stay true to that to that original material and uh, try to stay as close as you can to it because the fans are familiar with it. And if you veer off into something that's not part of that song it could really confuse them. And I, I don't think that that's really where you want to go with something. I think re-recording something is fine. Like you can get a better production on it or yeah. a clearer thing. That's fine. But to, to actually change something with a melody or a phrasing or something like that, I think that can get real dangerous. Well, it's really weird listening to it. I mean, I know you guys like re-recorded like the second album I get that because, yeah, the band should make as much money. Re-record as much as you can to get as much money back to the band. That's awesome. If you just want to reimagine your music, but it was just weird spots in the songs or the vocals or the, or the chorus of, like, Never Enough. He's, like, singing with himself, but they're, like, singing different parts. It's just so – it's actually disjointing in a way. Like, every sound – they still sound okay. I counted, but it's just such a weird way to reinterpret the songs but not reinterpret them. I just wonder if that was, like, a I plan know. going in the studio, trying to, like, let's mix it up a little bit. I didn't know if that was kind of a plan or if it was just – well, you know yeah. what? I don't think it was a full plan of the band, and I think somebody like Phil wanted to change it up, even if it was against everybody else's wishes, and uh, he wanted to maybe throw a new twist on it. I always thought that it was dangerous and to go there, especially with something like Cocked and Loaded, where it's people, a lot of people are familiar with that material, and you really don't want to step out of it. But sometimes you can't talk somebody into doing something that they're adamant on doing. And that was the case with uh, with that situation right there. You know, he was adamant on trying to change it up here and there. And uh, I, like I said, I just don't think you really have to go there. Maybe just 
clarify the record and make it a little bit of a better production, but don't really go in and change the song too much. It, it, it confuses the fan that, that they're too familiar with that material. It takes away from the song. I mean, I like enough enough. Like the the haunting melody wasn't there anymore. Right. Like some of the best parts of the song just weren't there. And it's not like he was singing fine. It was just like I'm like, why change that up? It's like when David Roth, exactly right. guitar player, redoing Van Halen songs, do adding extra guitar parts to Van Halen songs. Like, why are you doing that? Don't do that. Sure. <laughs> just right I get it. I totally song. get it. Yeah, I get it, Sean. I totally agree. All right, so. I was curious what the thought was behind that. It was one of the things that was very important. So one of the things that um, Kelly wasn't sure about the point, what do you guys got going for some live dates? Have you heard anything coming down? Is that now? Is it now less? I know you had two dates so far for the year. Yeah, you know what? We're waiting for more dates to come in. Everything is geared towards May right now with us. We have the Detroit show on May 5th with Great White, and then we fly down to Columbia, Maryland to do the M3 show on the two days later on the May 7th, and then the album comes out. So everything is geared towards May right now where our live shows will start, the full album will be out, and then, you know, we're waiting. We're in a wait mode right now. And like I said, Sean, we're not doing um, any small clubs. We don't want to do that anymore. We did it for a long period of time. I did it for like 25 years after the original band uh, disbanded. And I did it with Tracy and then with Phil and with both of them. And uh, we did try to fill all the weekdays up with small venues. And I, I, I don't want to do that anymore. It's a grueling schedule. And so we're being selective with the shows. And like I said, we want to do a lot of casinos. We want to do a lot of fairs and a lot of uh, sheds with uh, opening for other bands. That, and we want to do shows that have great PAs great equipment, and big stages where you can hang a backdrop and you can put on a really nice show. As far as trying to fill in the weekdays to get to those shows, we don't want to go there anymore and try to do 200 shows a year, 250 shows a year. We just don't want to do the small, small venues anymore. It's a hard way to get your sound up. The equipment that that they rent you is usually not up to par and the PA is not up to par. You're staying in a, a kind of a creepy motel. It's just a very hard way of life, you know, traveling 300 miles between each show and a van. I don't know how you so guys do right, Oh, man, I can't, I can't really do that anymore. And so, uh, we, you know, whether we end up with just 20 shows a year or 40 shows, that's fine with us as long as all the shows oh, yeah. are really fun to do, you know? Well, yeah, I mean, definitely. I think... Uh... Even Kelly was kind of joking with only two shows. He's like, where are the shows? <laughs> yeah, right. I, think, I know. I think that the flyout dates are the best. And, I, and one of the things I've heard, and, and obviously you being a, a manager at the same time, probably know it exactly, is that doing these specialized shows and not doing the, the gas wasting to, to pay for the, the bus city to city, uh, you can get more people showing up for the first thing, and you can get more bang for the buck. And the value of the band is going to be more. You're not looking exactly. at They're going to be back again. They're going to be in this town tomorrow night for – Ten dollars at this show and fifteen, you know, and you go to like Mohegan Sun, you know, jealously. I mean, I, I'd like to have you guys come back again. Such a great place. You guys come in. It's a beautiful place. It sounds great. It's a great environment yeah. for you guys. You know, totally agree. Good. I That's totally what you agree. Have at this point, you know, absolutely. And when you and you know that the equipment is really going to be up to par. The PA is going to be spectacular. You can hang your backdrop or maybe digital your backdrop up there. 
and you know the hotel's going to be nice and the, 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 yeah it's just a, gr- a great way to play that right now for us you know the back room no one's going to steal your stuff when you're on stage you have to worry about your stuff getting stolen like like literally yeah stuff that you guys have to worry about yeah Oh, totally, man. I mean, it's very difficult because in those small venues, too, that you get to fill up the weekdays, you usually go on about 1230 at night. It's a really grueling type of way to go, and uh, I I just don't want to do it anymore. I know Kelly doesn't want to do that anymore. So we're going to stick towards doing these really nice specialty shows. And like I said, the whole thing with us is to have fun with it and make sure we can have fun with all of this. Well, I think that's perfect. I think perfect. I think the music shows. I hope that can keep up the band doing at this pace. You guys can just keep doing some more albums over the next years because this is such a great combination. Right. And you know, as a fan, I'm just enjoying the, the output. Um, well, right. My last question to you is going to be between all this stuff. I know you're doing other projects now. You're off the road a lot, enjoying yourself. Are you doing something different now for fun? You, you know what? I, I, I'm 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 still pretty much taking care of whatever we we have to do. Like I said, you know, I'm producing these albums now. And so once everybody's done their part on the album, they go home and then I stay in the studio with the engineer and we mix it, we we master it, and we put the whole thing together. Like Kelly does all the artwork. And, uh, you know, it's pretty much everything that I do with music is geared towards this band right now. When I'm off the road, I'm pretty much off the road and not doing a lot musically. I wouldn't mind collaborating with some people and doing some sessions here and there. But right now, it's pretty much geared towards the band and seeing if we could put something together that makes sense, you know? No, definitely, definitely. I was thinking, I mean, obviously it was right for you. It would be kind of fun because you're such a, um, you play with some of the people, you're so seasoned. That would be interesting to have you play with somebody totally different for fun on a set of songs. I mean, totally not you. But you know, absolutely, it'd be kind of creatively fun. Like you can only choose, you can choose what you want now. Um, sure, this is great. Um, absolutely, February I totally agree. Seventeenth is rewind release date, right? Yep, we got we got February seventeenth for rewind. Yep, and then yep. we have um, and then we have a, 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 a third single that's going to be coming out, and uh, that's going to be the title track from the album Dark Horse. And that's one of Kelly Nichols' songs that he brought in. And that, that single is going to come out March 29th. And then what we're going to do, I'm sorry, April 14th. That's going to be the third right. single. And then that we're going to be jumping right into May to release the whole album on May 19th. But we'll do some shows leading up to that. So, yeah, we're excited about what's happening right now. We can't wait for everybody to hear the full album. That's awesome. That's, see, that's perfect. All the perfect dates. And I can, I can, I can add to that. Kelly did say he's working on a video, some kind of some kind of video for Dark Horse, too, for the Dark Horse. So he did mention That's, that. So yeah, you know what? He when we go into the studio and we're all out in LA in the in the studio, he has his camera going twenty four seven. He records the whole thing, whether we're in the booth or whether we're out there in the the, the studio, all recording together. He he's got it going constantly. So yeah, he's put one great one together when we did Renegades. He put a great video yep. together for Crawl, and he's gonna do the same thing right now. He's he's got such a great eye. I, I'm so happy he's doing all the artwork without it being a round oh, yeah. table. He he's doing exactly what he wants to do, and it's exactly what we love. 
So he's got such a great eye, and I'm looking forward to seeing what he does with this video. Hopefully. Yeah. I want to wish you luck. And hey, thank you for giving me some time tonight for the show. Hey, Sean, thanks so much for your support, brother. You're a really cool guy, man. And I tell you what, I hope that we see you out on the road this year, okay? I hope so, too. You will. And thanks thanks so much, brother. You be safe, okay, okay cool. Sean? Okay, I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye.